You are listening to Money Making Mothers with Carla Edwards, where we discuss the highs and lows of being a working parent, how to master the art of spinning plates, and remind ourselves that just because you became a mother does not mean your dreams no longer exist. You can have it all. Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Money Making Mothers where I'm joined by the absolutely incredible Charlotte Carter. Now, I wanted Charlotte on the show because I love everything she does. Her posts are just hilarious but so true and this episode does not disappoint. It's unbelievable and she is such an inspiration from what she's been through and how far she's came. It's a really good listen this one. Hi, I'm Charlotte Carter and I am the director of a company called Mad as a Box of Frogs Limited. Um, I do LinkedIn marketing, so that's content creation, um, LinkedIn strategy, um, and I can also teach people how to create their own content and how to generate leads for their business using LinkedIn. And I am a single mum to my gorgeous daughter Matilda who is nine years old fabulous well, what a pitch for anyone who wants any LinkedIn uh, content or anything doing when that was class <laughs> um I need to know right what is the mad as a box of frogs why why that oh so do you know I've, I've not really ever revealed the true reason why I called my company mad as a box of frogs but it is literally because I felt like I was going completely mental. Um, it, honestly, like badly, not in a not in a funny way, like actually right, mental. Sorry. I had, uh, yeah, um, I had uh, a like really awful like situation, and it just really knocked me so badly. Um, and on top of that, I'd been just working so hard since I. I had my daughter and trying to build this career and get a bigger salary and get the company car and all of these things. And I just felt like no matter what I did, it was never good enough. And I think that over all of the years since she was born, coupled with this situation that I found myself in, I just really struggled to cope um and I just thought you know what sod it I just quit everything um and I thought what am I good at what do I know how to do how can I make more money like how am I going to dig myself out of this massive hole I've created and um that was why I called it Mads Box Frogs that's the real reason why um it's because yeah I literally felt like I was losing my mind I was struggling to um think clearly and like regulate my emotions so I still went to work every day but I was so teary like even in the mornings it makes me sad now even when I think back to then because I was just not I wasn't coping at all and I but I hid it well I put a smile on and go to work and everything but I was picked Tilly up from school and I'd just be really teary and then I felt like a bad mum because I'd get upset in front of her and yeah it was awful but 
that that seems like so long ago now and like it's how actually, long ago was it that was in it was only in 2019 bloody hell so it's only a couple of years ago yeah yeah but like honestly our life is so different now and it and to be fair it was only for a short period of time that I felt like that I've never experienced anything like that before in my life and I'd been through much worse situations so I don't know why that particular thing got to me so much but it just tipped I think it was like the straw that broke the camel's back do you know what I mean like do you not want to say what the thing was no was it personal <laughs> or like professional it was personal but it was it obviously was per- you were still having to carry on cracking on with everything else in terms of like yeah. in a professional way as well yeah yeah exactly so it was a, it was um I sod it I'll just say it was a it was a relationship um that I had and um I don't know if you've ever seen um, my posts on LinkedIn. Um, more recently now, I'm you know I've got my confidence back, um, and I and I do feel really really in a good place and really strong at the moment. But um, I, I've put a couple of posts out talking about my experiences with um, sort of domestic abuse a long time ago um, that I walked away from, and I I'm when I left that situation I promised myself that nothing like that would ever happen again and I'd always protect my daughter and you know I just the worst thing in the world for me would be to put her in a situation where you know she wasn't safe and it wasn't safe for the pair of us and I just wanted to just build like an amazing family and um be like bossing it at work and you know all of that and um I quit my job and moved her school and we moved cities for a guy who um just we moved in I moved out after 10 days it was that bad really quickly just flipped like a switch it was the weirdest thing ever just and I just knew I could just I'd already been in that situation years and years ago and I could just see it unfolding in front of my eyes the trigger I was just like I need to get out of this house yeah I just knew I just knew what was coming and and it it already sort of started and I just thought I'm not having it not having it um so I I got a friend to come to Bath and have Matilda in a hotel overnight um and then I got up really early packed two of my bags packed all of her school stuff and put more clothes for her than clothes for me and then I packed like three work outfits and I um went and stayed with my cousin in Bristol in her spare rooms me and Tilly were sharing a bedroom for like and I just had to carry on and uh, you know I was so scared of just started a job Tilly hadn't even started her new school yet because it was in some holidays and so she, the first day that she went to school we were we were actually staying in a hotel because I was waiting for our property that I found to be ready um which they just kept being like delay after delay mm. so yeah we we ended up pretty much homeless for like six weeks no, my um God. but 
yeah I had family to stay with but it wasn't obviously ideal and it was like an hour away from where I was working where she was going to school so it was just it was just so stressful and in that time I didn't um especially the first couple of weeks I didn't even know if I would get our belongings back um and my my pets as well because I had to leave them in the house and like pretty much like the day after I left I think the locks were changed and mm-hmm. it was like we you either come back here or you don't get your stuff so it was like I, I just felt like such a bad mum like I can't even describe to you because yeah, I took Tilly away from her friends and her family and, and everything and moved her to somewhere like oh like it's going to be this m- amazing family and it's going to be so good and it's a nicer area and I found her an amazing school and it just didn't work out that way and oh my goodness did I feel stupid yeah, I was just like yeah how are you and all that like it's not something you've done intentionally and you're the victim in yeah. it. you haven't intentionally brought your daughter into it it's just you you think something's going to be better you go with it you want to better yourself don't you You don't you don't think oh I'm going to just try this and see how it goes you will have done it with all the best intentions yeah of course no and you do but that's what um just just really really affected me because and not because I was angry at anyone else I was so angry at myself and just my self-talk was so bad um that yeah just I just struggled so badly to get my head around the fact how have I been so flipping stupid and then I sort of after that I just carried on for six months there because I was like I'm not going to let that person win we set out to to build a happy life there I'm gonna do it and I was so adamant that I wasn't going home. I wasn't going to go back. Um, I was going to make it work. Yeah. That I stayed there for six months. And I was just so isolated. And I, I actually now, looking back, I'm really proud of um, what the pair of us, me and Tilly, did. And how well we did, considering the circumstances. But I like in hindsight, I probably should have just come back home with my tail between my legs a lot sooner and I just didn't want to do I didn't want to allow someone to win and I didn't want to admit defeat I wanted to be like I can do everything on my own yeah I am like but oh, yeah <laughs> yeah but the reality is like you just can't yeah. like, you do need friends <laughs> you do need family you cannot do everything on your own. Um, it's just impossible. Yeah, but to pride, do kicks in, isn't it? pride kicks in at the end of the day, like yeah. natural thing to feel. You don't want to admit, no one wants to admit that, you know, they've, they've fucked up to the, like, really. And it's not, especially mm. when it's not been in your fault, it's been someone else's. So you're like, right, I'm going to make the best of this. I'm going to make sure we get something positive out of the situation. Yeah. But, you know, the positive thing is I was so pissed off um, that I was like, I'm going to become a millionaire just to annoy this guy. And, like, to be fair, I'm not doing a bad job of being on my way there. Like, I've started that journey, so... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least something good has come from the situation. At the end of the day, 
like they say, don't they, that the hardest times give you, you know, the biggest motivation. They either make you or break you, don't they? They do, yeah. And and I think the scariest thing was I felt like I was breaking and I've never felt that before. But I think it was a combination of the isolation, which now looking back was intentional. Um, that was obviously part of yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. his plan was. Um, yeah, it was the isolation. It was the pressure of obviously starting a new job, but they were, they were fantastic. And to be honest, I think anyone that knew me back then especially customers watching this back will just be like what the hell because I honestly used to wake up in the morning I'd be quite teary and and not really doing that well but I'd I'd just pull my force myself to pull myself together put my makeup on and literally like this sounds mental now I'm saying it back but I would look in the mirror and be like hello like and try and calm myself down and like practice like, yeah, like get yourself being happy. Yeah, like practice the act of being happy. And and I and I did so well in that job, I think, because I was so determined. I was only there for uh, like five months. I was working on new business there and I opened 20 new accounts for a well-established electrical wholesale branch, which is is pretty good. Like most people would open one or two new accounts a month, if that. So I smashed it. And I know some of the accounts that I opened are some of their best performing accounts today for that branch. So, you know, I left behind a good legacy. And (laughs) You're clearly a very good actor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So so there you go. There's an exclusive. I've never told anyone that publicly before. No, but thank you. And especially it's quite fitting as well because this week is Mental Health Awareness Week, isn't it? So it just, I I keep seeing, obviously, they keep coming up all the time on like social media and the Robin Robin Williams for one gets me every Mm. time, every Mm. time. The, you know, the people who are most sad usually try and be the most happy for everybody else. And it's so Mm -hmm. like... It's like you, you you forget though. Obviously, day to day life, you don't really think about it when someone's happy all the time. You don't think, oh, I wonder if they're sad. You just take it that they're just happy. But it yeah, it's good when people actually are honest about experiences because there'll be so many people out there who can relate to that and who feel the same way and might think, Do you know what, sod it, I'm going to actually cry and tell someone I need help. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's so important as well. Like, um, you know, with with obviously the the theme of your um, podcast for, you know, for single parents to know really, like, sometimes things just don't work out, and it, it's not saying to sort of you know beat yourself up over and beat the crap out of yourself up because some people are just really good at relationships. And some people aren't, but it doesn't mean that you're a bad parent. Like, it doesn't take away from how good you are to your child and, and yeah. you know, how much you love them and and all of that. And I think just some people just have to kiss a lot more frogs than others, you know. So, <laughs> and it's not really something that you can, that you can help, you know. If you, if you didn't have kids, you wouldn't beat yourself up over it and... The other thing is, you know, I, I've got friends who who don't have kids who, you know, date and they find it really difficult when when you're a single parent. 
it's even more difficult yeah. firstly to get the time to go out and even go on a date without a child there which obviously that's not ideal <laughs> um and to make the time to get to know someone when when you're on your own like it's just almost virtually impossible. So somebody difficult. else somebody else comes before you so it's not as if yeah you can when you start a new relationship or you're trying to get you know begin something it's normally that you're putting each other like it's exciting you're putting each other you know seeing each other all the time getting to know each other when you've got a child it's like yeah like this human comes first then there's yeah me, then there's you like <laughs> and it's, it makes dating so difficult and I think it can be just be so lonely sometimes when you know you're you want that companionship or partnership as well to share the load in a way or just an adult conversation in the um you know in the evenings or there's someone to um bounce off of and things yeah. like that like you know you crave that sometimes and I think that's normal and natural and I think that sometimes if if you are on your own and you've got kids you put unnecessary pressure on yourself to make a relationship work if they've met your kids for example because you think you know oh like that I don't want to have like three boyfriends that they've met because it has to be the perfect family but in actual fact you know sod all of that just do what you've got to do the thing is be happy it's about like you mums 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 are not fully they have to be happy to be yeah good mums you do like yeah a, ch- a child picks up on that very quickly and 100% you've got a, I think mums put so much pressure on like there's no one no one else who's taken that pressure is there you, you've you're carrying mm. pressure of oh I'm on my own I've got to look I've got to look after this other human and myself oh, and I've got to pay the bills oh and really there should be someone else here because we should be a family so I've got to have the pressure of that and there's just like pile and pile and pile there's no need absolutely no need as long as a child is loved and you're doing what makes you happy everything else yeah. will be all right exactly exactly that yeah and and what you said there as well that sort of guilt that you're not providing them with that perfect family and for years I beat myself up over that and now I just think you know what I don't care I do not care like oh at all like not one bit because actually you know they're not losing out on anything like you say if they're happy in their situation what else matters? No, nothing. As long as you're both happy. Both happy, healthy and have each other. That's all that matters. So you need to um, look just, uh, you need to, lo- you, you've got too much mam guilt, you. You're doing a very oh, yeah, good job. I know. You're doing a very, very good job, clearly. Like you're both happy <laughs> and you're doing very well at what you're doing and what you've come out of. So Stop being so hard on yourself because I can actually feel it like through. I can feel it. Stop, stop it. <laughs> it's stressful, isn't it? Yeah. It's horrible. I feel for you, love. Like, don't don't put that much pressure on yourself. Like, you're clearly a good mother. That that's all that matters. Yeah. No, I I don't I don't anymore. But when I think back to that time, like, see, with the mum guilt was real and it was 
horrid um but yeah no these days I'm just uh, you know I think I said before we started recording this week it's been like ham wraps and pizza for dinner and it's like <laughs> you know she'll be buzzing that's the best yeah. that's the best type best type of week when it's pizza every night <laughs> yeah last week we were eating aubergine and chickpeas and flipping Oh. kidney bean quesadillas and stuff like that and this week I'm like do you know what I cannot be arsed like work's so busy I'm not going to kill myself trying to like you say like you know like do perfect. all these things like, perfect all the time oh I'm, I'm home cooking like I moved into this house six weeks ago right and it's gotten mm-hmm. harder right so it's it's a oh yeah no it's not no oh it's, it's not in any way sexy or nice or <laughs> anything it petrifies the life out of me like I don't know <laughs> I don't know what to do with it and every day I look at it and I think right I'm gonna learn how to use this and I google and I youtube no fucking knows how to use this saga like not enough <laughs> right so the kids still have not had like me personally I have not touched that oven in six weeks like everything's either been microwaved ordered or being made from bread right because they're like <laughs> <laughs> do it and I'm like I had someone oh, the other day saying I was I could smell oil because it's powered by oil and I rang someone and I was like there's an oil leak and I thought this is the way of me getting this out of the house like ever because yeah. it is it does look nice but I can't bear it and my husband's like you're not leaving it you're not messing on with it just leave it it looks nice so I had the band around and I went it's leaking he went it's not and I was like I can smell oil he went yeah that's because it's constantly on I went can you check it he went there's nothing wrong with the Arga. And I went, I need an electric oven. He went, we'll get rid of it. I went, I can't. <laughs> There's like a big pipe and everything coming from all over the house. And my husband was like, it's just going to be too much chew. Stop it. Just learn how to use it. So yeah, you don't have to be perfect all the time because I'm actually avoiding feeding my children good food. So I don't have to know how to use this Arga. Yeah. For six weeks. <laughs> well, not foreseeable. I'm literally going on strike. Like I'm not, I'm not using it. I'm not touching it because it's too complicated. By the way, anyone listening who knows how to use an agar, please get in touch yeah. and let me know because I have no clue <laughs> and it's actually depressing me. <laughs> that is hilarious. My dad's a chef, so I might message him and ask him if he's got any tips. And oh, please can, uh, do. Maybe I mean, set everyone, you up a little Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, because everyone who says when you say, "Oh, it's an agar," they're like, "Oh, oh my god, it's so nice." And I'm like, mm, "No." No, I don't understand no. what I'm meant to do with it. It's constantly hot. It petrifies me and it screams accident. Why is it always hot? It's constantly on, constantly. So there's like... What, what, it has to be on. It's just never off. Once it's on, it's I don't off. think that's right, hon. No, no, it is. Believe me, I've done extensive YouTube research. It's right. It has to be on the entire time. So like... There's, there's a top part of it that is boiling hot. So when we were viewing the house, the woman was like... Yeah, this part's always on. And I was like, I've got a two-year-old. She was like, yeah, you just have to warn them. And I was thinking, no, you don't. Like, my, she's not going to get it. If I say away, don't touch that, she'll touch it. But yeah. it's, it's constantly on all the time, red hot, one side of it. So, yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know how you're coping. That would take me over the edge. But <laughs> good bonus. Good bonus around it. No, I can dry my clothes on it, though. So, like, my washing now, when it's raining, I've got rails above the oven and I'm, I'm drying all my knickers above it. So instead of cooking, I'm, I'm making sure my pants are dry. So it's got some use. That's fantastic. So, well, at least, yeah. How, how do you 
juggle. So your single mom, your business is doing mint. Like I see, I love honestly your posts on LinkedIn make me howl. Like you do take you TikTok as well, don't you? And you class it. That one you did of the um I'm gonna try and do it now, but the um hold on. When someone pops in your DMs. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm great, thank you. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I sent that to Claire and I was like, is this actually funny? Because I think it's really funny. It is hilarious. Um, it's so true. But I was like, it's so blank. Will anyone else get it? And Claire was like, that is hilarious. It is. Like, Claire, I don't know if you've seen, me and Claire do, um, Claire Parsons do a podcast. It's not a podcast, actually. We call it a podcast. We've never put it out as a podcast before. It's a YouTube (laughs) channel. (laughs) But we do, um, it's called CCTV. And, like, honestly, I've absolutely loved getting to know her. And it's been so good having someone to, like, ideas around with um and yeah it's just lush I love it um but yeah what was the question again sorry it wasn't a question I just said I love your LinkedIn video oh thanks (laughs) no you're very good at marketing very good I like it because it's like you say you're saying the things that like we all want to say but it's like rude to say, but you're saying it so that it's not rude anymore. It's like, yeah, this is like ridiculous. When people on LinkedIn are messaging like, hi, how are you? Great, thank you. How are you? Great. Are you? Okay, oh, now no, what? Now where is. do we go from this, Trevor? Where do we go? Yeah. <laughs> where do we go? Why are you messaging me? Oh, it drives me mad. I, and the ones that just go, hello. Hello. Dawn. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hi, Charlotte, are you there? Hello? Um, I'm like, what do you want me to respond to that? No. What are you even saying hello for? Just leave me alone. Like, say something of value or don't say anything at all. Don't just message me and clog up my inbox. It annoys me because I get tons of inquiries that I miss because I get, like, literally 50 or more messages a day which are... A load of rubbish. That's ridiculous. So how is the business doing then? So in terms of when it launched to what it's doing now, where is it further than what you imagined it would be? Yeah. Like, I'll I'll be honest, I wasn't even really sure if this was going to work out at all when I started. So, I mean, I'm chuffed to bits. Um, (laughs) No, I'm lying. I, I always say that. But actually, like, I did have a business plan and I did have customers lined up for when I left my job. But I was aware that, you know, potentially I might not go anywhere. And like, I don't know, it was just really scary. Like you, yeah. you think all these things and yeah, as you know, as well, you know, your confidence evaporates when your work, you start working for yourself. I found, and I've spoken to quite a few people that have had that because when I used to be so confident with sales, sales calls, I wouldn't give a toss. I would drive around in my car and just drive up to someone's office and knock on the door and be like, oh, I need to find the name on LinkedIn. Oh, I need to speak to Bill and purchasing. Can I just drop this off for him? Like I knew him. I didn't yeah. know him. And I just walked straight up to his desk and started having a conversation with the bloke, you know. And 
uh, it didn't phase me in the slightest. In fact, I think most people would be like, how do you actually have the balls to do that? Like, I would never do that. And then there's some strange reason when I started working for myself, I was like, oh, how do I yeah, speak Because all, all the responsibilities then on, it's weird. Like when it's not, obviously you're working for someone and it matters. But the second it's all on you, everything's on you. If you fuck this up, it's not. It's going to affect you yeah. directly. And it's like mm. you go from having so much confidence to no confidence. And then when it actually starts working, then creeps in the imposter syndrome where you're like, this can't be real. This, this yeah. is stop at some point. Like, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to mess this up somewhere. Like, it's. Yeah. And you're like, I'm literally going to lose everything overnight. Something's going to happen. Someone's going to say something about me. Someone's secretly not happy with my services, but they just haven't told me. And they're about to broadcast it to the entire nation. Literally. You know, yeah. you get all these like insane thoughts in your head. Um, which are just, they're just ridiculous, you know. But I think um, what's really helped me is, and this is just visually, it helps me. um, And it's completely unnecessary because you could just have a CRM or a spreadsheet, but I like to have it in my office because it makes me feel better, is I just have a massive whiteboard with all of my customers on it and the amount that they pay and their invoice date um and for some reason it's like my safety blanket and it reminds me that actually I am good at what I do because I wouldn't have a huge whiteboard with a massive list of customers on it if I wasn't good at what I do and you know yeah but you know I could never have dreamed that uh, I'm doing what I'm doing now. And I'm by no means like, you know, the most successful person on LinkedIn or I'm not a huge agency. I've taken the decision not to grow into an agency. I don't actually want the responsibility of, you know, a big office and big overheads and recruiting people and PAYE and all of that. You know, I, I don't actually want that at the minute. Um, I don't want the pressure of having to hit 25 grand every month otherwise my company is going to go under I don't need that stress in my life actually the amount I'm taking at home now I'm really happy I'm paying for a three bedroom house on my own I've got a nice car I can pay, pay my bills put food on the table I'm happy that's all I've ever wanted is to be able to provide a nice home for my daughter and myself and to be able to go away for a weekend a few times a year that's all I want I'm happy with that um so you know I I would just say if just you have to look at the progress that you've made and and how far you've come to get those ideas out your head and and do I have like regular catch-ups with my customers and talk about the results that they're getting and make sure I think it's again down to that sort of imposter syndrome I like to know that I'm paying for myself with the results that they're getting and I think that by having those regular meetings with people and making sure I'm always saying you know what leads have you got what value is that Okay, so you've had, I had one lady last month had 13 leads from LinkedIn, like for in the first month. Like, that's insane. She was like, I'm so busy. I've never been this busy before. Well, do you know what? I don't mind saying, 
she want to pay your invoice to her because yeah, I you know, know for a fact you're you're like saying that you justify and you value. Yeah, exactly. Which is the thing that I have in my head that I, I have to do that. Um, yeah, that means that you're passionate and you care about it. Yeah, and I would never want to rip anyone off either. You know, um, and I'm really picky now about who I work with because um, I want to know that I am going to add value. There's certain customers out there I wouldn't have a clue how to help them or I would not be the best person to help them. And I will confidently tell people that now. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not the best person. Go and speak to this person. Go and speak to that person. There's plenty of other people out there that do marketing, that work on personal brands that can probably help you better than me. But I know when I speak to people whether or not I can help them and I only work with people that I know are going to, listen to me and implement what I'm telling them to do and therefore I know they're going to get the results yeah you know that it's going to work then and you're not going to have to there's nothing worse than knowing that you're good at what you do but if someone's not going to listen to you then you're yeah. having to having to justify why it's not working because they aren't listening the pain for something they're not doing it what you're telling them to do yeah and that's that's the worst thing for your confidence ever actually is when you work for someone and they're paying you for advice you give them the advice and they completely challenge you or disregard everything you say it's it's horrible and I think that happens a lot when you're starting out in business because you if you're not established you know I didn't have the following on LinkedIn that I've got now um when I started and I and I didn't have the levels of engagement that I've got now when I started and therefore you know my for some reason, that affected my credibility. I think when you get those higher levels of engagement, it does build your credibility and people are less likely to... Question you. Question you, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, it, it helps, you know, and and it's proven that you know what you're doing because you get the results in your own marketing. But that is frustrating as well, actually, because, you know, I, I could easily um have a few days off social media here and there but I just know you know you need a consistent stream of leads coming in for your business the only way to do that is to be consistent and And keep showing up and present all the time yeah build your personal brand it's so important so how are you juggling how are you juggling all of these things with um Matilda I'm putting these on because it's it's doing my head in um so it's it's tricky at the moment actually because we I, I don't really have any help with her to be honest. Um, and actually, I have my best friend's little girl, um, maybe like once or twice a week for a sleepover. Not every week, but here and there. And but I I love her so much. Like she is like she's like nine, but she's actually one of my best friends. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. I love her to bits. So I, I never mind, obviously. Um, but actually, that's really helpful because it keeps Tilly sort of like occupied yeah. and entertained. And they're like, they're kind of like sisters, but not, you know. Um, so that's great. And then other than that, you know, I, I get up really early. I, I I work for my phone in bed for about two hours before yeah. I get out of bed. I just go and get a massive jug of coffee. <laughs> it next to the bed and that's me for a couple of hours until I hear stirring so do you literally then, do everything from your phone like the majority of it no no I do I do work at a computer most of the day but in the morning I just refuse to get out of bed and sit at the computer that early I'm just not ready to move yet you know 
Um, so do that bit in bed. Um, and then I, yeah, take Tilly to school. And then I don't really have a lunch break. I just work flat out till about three. The school's literally one minute from my house. So that is perfect. Well, one minute to go and pick her up from school. <laughs> one minute home. Spend, spend a couple of hours with her. Or maybe take her out in the car up to the beach, get some chips, go for a walk, go and play football over the park, go to the park, whatever she wants to do, really. Um come back do a bit of dinner and then do a bit of work for an hour because she's normally bored of me by then nag her for an hour about getting ready for bed and then I put her to bed and I do a couple more hours work so it's a long day but I get to do everything I love and I'm I'm present as a parent which is what I always wanted and always used to absolutely give my kick the living daylights out of myself every day for not not doing that but now I do think I, I I need to when the after school clubs open I need to just go right you're going for like two or three days a week because actually like it doesn't make me an evil parent it just means that I've got bills to pay and I don't need to die well if you're an, if you're an evil parent then I'm Cruella Deville because <laughs> bless him when I worked when I was um doing kitchens I used to drop bloody Jackson and Teddy off at half seven in the morning at breakfast club yeah. come up at six o'clock at night at an after school club and that that was just yeah. and that was it's tough isn't it that's yeah. what I, that's what I, Tilly Tilly's done that her whole life like I went back to college when she was five months old and I always worked really like full-time hours and like you you know starting early and finishing late and probably got a little bit of work to do in the evening as well it's relentless. It it's absolutely relentless. You still got all your housework to do. But if you love like if you love what you do, it doesn't become like it's almost the difference between doing it and hating what you're doing and doing it and loving what you're doing. Yeah. Makes it so much more like overall for everyone, for you and for the children that you're just you're, it's a happier reason. There's nothing worse than having to do that, the dropping your kids off for nursery or yeah. whatever it is and knowing you're going to hate going to work like it's just like yeah. double it's horrible and the difference when you you know you, you're bringing more money in or you're doing what you love even if it's not more money but you just enjoy what you're doing more then you're a happier person if you're yeah. a happy person your children are going to be happier absolutely and and they know you know because you go and pick them up and you're like hi hi <laughs> How's your day been? Or you're like, oh, you're right. And everything then becomes a chore because you're miserable. Yeah. It's so tough, you know. It's it's hard when you've got pressure of juggling family and you still haven't found your calling in life or what you want to do, your forever job or something that really inspires you and you've got bills to pay, you know. It's so that can be a deflating situation to be in. Yeah. The um, mm. where do you what do you hope that um she learns from you? If you could teach her anything, what would it be? Well, there's loads of stuff I hope she doesn't learn from me. <laughs> no, what she does, <laughs> what, 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 what you want her to learn from you. Okay, um, yeah, um, to be resourceful, I think, to be resourceful. Um, because I, you know, I think if you can figure out how to find stuff out and how to learn on your own, you can do anything. 
Mm. You can literally do whatever you want to do. There's so many resources out there now. Um, dedicated as well. I want her to be, you know, a fighter in that respect. If she wants something, she's going to work for it. She's going to be dedicated to it and just keep going with it, um, which she is. And she just kindness as well. She is just such a sweet, kind girl anyway. And she's so loyal as well. Like, I love it. But she she's also fiercely protective as well. And, yeah, she's got good morals, I guess, good values, um, which I hope she holds on to and, and keeps hold of because I am really proud proud of her in that respect oh you're yeah. so sweet you make me laugh I, I have to take the credit for that because no. she got that from me she couldn't have got it from anyone else <laughs> well, exactly that's what I mean you should be so proud like you say you sit like when you sit and say all the things how amazing our children are and you think well can't, I've probably got something to do with that like <laughs> I have brought them on <laughs> yeah exactly so you've got three you said yeah yeah wow <laughs> i know christ that must be such a juggling act what ages are they i've got jackson who's 10 teddy who's six and al bruce just turned three but i'd have had more me i'd have had i'd have had another two if i could but my husband literally ran to get the snip at 27 <laughs> and was like no because <laughs> i outright told him i said if you don't do anything about it i'm telling you i will be trapping you again like I will be having more. <laughs> like, right, okay. So 27, he went and got the snip so he could never have any more again. Because <laughs> it's... Oh, you scared him that much. No, like, because he knows I'm being serious. That's why. He knows I would. Like, I, I, if I... Yeah. At the end of the day, like, I love it. I think I love being a mum. I love working. I love having a career. And I love going, doing all this. But I love being a mum, like, just as much. And... I just think it's a ama- it's an amazing thing. I love the baby thing. I love the pregnancy. I love the baby. I love oh, it's addictive. Yeah. Oh, I d- adore it. Oh God, you're one of them people. I don't think I've ever met someone like you before that loves being pregnant. Oh, I hate the being best pregnant. thing ever. How could it be horrible? Really? Honestly, when I used to feel the baby's moving, like on, there's a running joke, like if like my friend's just being pregnant. And when I seen a bump, like my womb, I'm not exaggerating, my womb would work. <laughs> Like, I'd literally start, like, I'd be like that agar oven and it'd start heating up and burning. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, my God, like, like I need... I've just seen a pregnant lady. I think I might be pregnant. Oh, like, literally, like, I, I, I love it. I love everything <laughs> about it. And don't get me wrong, like, it's not a breeze. Like, bloody hell, I didn't sleep for the last two months of, with the last, with the last, the youngest two. Didn't sleep for the sciatica. But there's just something about feeling the baby move. I just can't, you can't replace that feeling. That feeling of the baby moving about in your belly, like... I, I am bur- I, I grow life in here. Like I'm growing actual yeah. humans. I love it. I mean, it's pretty cool, right? That we live now, like we're around now at a time when you can literally have your own business, have a family, like have a husband that supports you and all of that. And like you can have everything. I mean, something's got to give. You've got to sacrifice stuff to get yeah, there. Yeah, but... my, my figure. I've got my ass. It's, oh my God, like... stop it. No, it is like, I, I was thinking, I was actually, funny as you say, I was actually thinking this the other day. I was like, you know what? Like touch wood, life is pretty good. Like health, got a nice house, 
like jobs going well. My kids are gorgeous and happy. My husband's all right. But my, I was like, what? But the one thing that really pisses me off is the amount of cellulite I have all over my ass. And there's nothing oh, to do about it. I'm just too, I love chocolate and cheese. And I just like, do you know what? I'll sacrifice that. I've always wanted to like, you know, proper get yeah. into the gym and I try, but I can't do it. I can't stick at it. I just can't. I just think that's the thing I'm not. Well, you look about. amazing, you it's know. Face, that's why. I hate squats personally. Like I'm not a working out kind of person. I just have no motivation for that stuff. I can walk. I can hike. I can like go. I shopping's really good for your arms. You know that's my thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like that's why I think I've put on weight in lockdown because I haven't been able to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what actually just before finish up like funny you should say that i was going on at my grandma the other day because they'd said that like she's got like some like health issues and they said you need to walk like do 10 minutes of walking a day and i went around and i was like grandma have you been for your walk and she said no i said well, you need to go for your walk she went but i'm scared and i went what are you scared of she went i'm scared i won't be able to come back i went grandma it doesn't bother you when you walk around tesco for an hour and a half so you'll be fine <laughs> walk around the block you got no problem. She's like, you looked at me to say, you bitch. Like, it's, it's so funny. But it's not like she's, she's no issue walking around Maxie's. Not a problem there. Yeah. Five minutes up and down looking at the food and the clothes. But if you ask her to yeah. walk around the block, she can't do it. No, she like, can't. It's not, like, it's, it's hilarious the way you look at It's a mental block. Yeah. <laughs> she's a lady after my own heart. I think That'll be you. Be That'll like be that you. I'll be walking if it's got something to do with me spending money. <laughs> yeah. Even though the supermarkets in lockdown, I was like straight down the clothes aisle. Look, I have so many clothes from Sainsbury's and Tesco's oh, now God. because I was like, Boris, you will not mint. stop me from shopping. Tesco like, is actually oh. unbelievable. I love Tesco's clothes. So good. Yeah. But um, we've actually been talking for like, I think this is the longest one I've done. I didn't even I'm read so that. sorry. Oh, oh my God, don't be stupid. It's been gorgeous. Um, I need I need you to tell people where they can find you and see more of you. Okay. Please. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is the best place to find me. Obviously, my name's Charlotte Carter, so you can search that. And uh, Mads Box Frogs Limited. I don't think you'll find another one of them anywhere. Um, mm. And I am on Instagram too. So it's Charlotte underscore Carter underscore underscore because Charlotte Carter is apparently the most common name in the UK. Well, at least you've still got Charlotte Carter. Well, yeah. um, thank you so much for your time, love. Honestly, it's been lovely. I really have thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh. And you're incredible for the record. So don't forget. Oh right back at you and thank you so much for having me on it's, yeah so lovely thank you for the invite you have been listening to the money making mothers podcast with carla edwards if you have enjoyed the show then leave a five-star review on itunes make sure to tune in next time and don't forget you can have it all <laughs>